Hello and welcome to the Infertility Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Candice. Grab a biscuit because we've got the tea on all things infertility. If you'd like to stay up to date with our story, follow me on Instagram at Operation Baby Bump. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, Operation Baby Bump. To get connected with others going through infertility, you can join the forums on theinfertility.com. This is a community resource created for infertiles by infertiles. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate us and leave us a cheeky little review. Hey guys, welcome to episode 13. Hello. Oh lord. I've had a day. What happened? Well, I'll just tell our listeners what happened to me today. Um, I missed my flight this morning. It was, it was bad. Um, I was supposed to fly to New York this morning for a doctor's appointment. Um, I need like the specific medication that my, um, doctor in New York is recommending that I take. Um, he's the one who found my endometriosis and they removed it and, I am basically, you know, all in with him, so I will do whatever he says I should do. Mm -hmm. Sensibly. Yeah. Um, But they won't prescribe it out of state. Um, They can, but they won't, I guess, due to liabilities. And my RE will not prescribe it because she doesn't know what it is. Yeah, she doesn't have any knowledge of it immunology and Mm -hmm. so she doesn't feel comfortable prescribing it yeah so I was gonna fly in and out um today yeah well I got to the airport um probably gave myself about an hour um and that probably was not a smart thing to do but I fly in and out of Charleston all the time it's a really small airport I've never had to wait more than 30 minutes to get through security and to my gate so it's the best airport I've Honestly, ever flown yeah. From. Yeah, it's just so quick. Well, I had a basic economy ticket. And you're not allowed a carry-on on a basic economy ticket. Mm-hmm. So, great. I'm, a li- I'm, I'm traveling light. Mm-hmm. I was taking a small backpack. But, if you don't know this, you have to actually wait in line to get your boarding pass. Like you're checking luggage. Like you're checking luggage. Yeah. But to prove that you're not taking a carry-on. Mm-hmm. So. Which I don't like that. that that's a I very recent thing. Exactly. And I really hate that because I think it's so inefficient. It's going to, it will lose customers for if, the If the I'm, here's how they should do it. If I get to the gate mm-hmm. and I, they scan my ticket, they check it then. Yeah. Is she, does she have a carry-on? If she does, she's going to have to pay right now to check a bag. That yeah. would be better. Like, I'm I'm paying for a really cheap ticket. I'm flying light. Yeah. Like, I'm traveling, you know, I'm trying to travel efficiently, and that is not efficient. Yeah. So, anyhow, I had to wait in that long line to get a boarding pass this yeah. morning. So, that cost me a lot of time. Then, I get to security. And it was taking forever. It's a Monday. 
busy, busy. You know, I've never really flown on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So I guess I this is another thing I did not have knowledge of, that Mondays are busy. I, I should have told you. I, I'll be honest, I thought you were going to get there two hours before. Like I always preach. We never but get I there two always, hours before. When I'm flying on my own, I get there hours. How come you don't do it with me then? Because you're normally in charge. Yeah. And we always make our flights. (laughs) Well, hey, do you remember that time when we were going to London and we got the slowest Uber driver in the world? Oh, that was stressful. He was late. I was like clawing at the door. Like, please, God, speed up. We had a connecting flight in New York, right? And then on to London. And we nearly missed it. Yeah, almost missed it. Anyhow, security took forever. Then... They decided to pat me down, and they told me to wait to the side, and I said, please, my flight is due to leave in, like, 15 minutes. And he said, well, I can't tell you how long this is going to take. So, I started crying. (laughs) As you do? I started crying, because I was like, I'm going to miss my flight, and then I'm going to miss my doctor's appointment. So... Were you rude? Would you would you describe yourself? As no, rude? I just started bawling. Like yeah. I just broke down. He was like he was rude. After about five minutes of standing there, um, this woman walks so slowly over to me that I thought she was having a some type of like brain malfunction. Mm-hmm. She just was like sloth like. Yeah. Crawling over towards me. And then she takes about another three minutes to describe what she's going to do to me in my pat down. All the while, I'm like, ma'am, I really need to get to my flight. Can you just do it? And she's like, ma'am, can you see your property? And I said, what? She goes, can you see your property? And she points over to my stuff. And I was like, yes. And she's like, okay. I'm going to run the back of my hands down around your body. And I was like, what? Because she was mumbling. And she was like, I'm going to... So, so you do know that I'm trying, I'm going to be as nice as I can about this. Like, those guys have no expertise apart from they got the job. Right. But I just told her, like, I've got to get to my flight, so put your hands on me. Stick your hand up my butt. I don't care. Just please pat me down so I can get on with my life. I don't need the three-minute spiel about this, that, and the other. So then she pats me down thoroughly. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I started crying again, by the way, while she was patting me down because she was taking forever. Yeah. Then she said, I need to go test my gloves. Give me a second. So she slowly walks around the thing, take, you know, rubs her gloves with the little cotton swab or whatever. And I'm standing there like ready to run. Mm-hmm. And she gives me the thumbs up and I ran. As I'm running, I see that my terminal gate is already closed. The gate's already closed. They closed it 30 minutes before, right, is what they say. she said that they closed it eight minutes before, and I got there at five till. So, I'm knocking on the door, waving my boarding pass, 
Someone looks at me through the glass and says, one minute. Then she finally comes over and she goes, we're going to have to get you on another flight. I said, please, the plane is still there. Please let me on. I've got to get to a doctor's appointment. It's important. Because mm-hmm. it is important. Like, I've got to get this medication. and I need to start it ASAP. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. Nope. So, again, I cried again. Started crying again. I was just in pieces. So, she took me over to another computer mm-hmm. in an entirely different terminal. So, at this point, she's parading me through the airport, bawling. And people are looking at me. They're like, oh, you missed your flight. Uh-huh. I mean, so, you weren't crying like, oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's oh. how I was crying. I was in shambles. Yeah. But the next flight was not arriving in New York until 1245. And my appointment was at 1130. And it that was not going to work. Um. I tried to see if my doctor could see me later, and he couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, I left. <laughs> the only and I went to work. To yeah. That is not how I imagined my morning going. But you know what? Ultimately, it was my fault for not leaving myself two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say that I would have made my flight had those events not occurred. So, partially my fault, partially the airport's fault. Sorry if you work in an airport and you're cursing my name, but... Things could have been done a lot quicker. They could have been done in a more efficient manner. So, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm stressed. But let's get on with this episode. Let's. So today we're wrapping up our series on major causes of infertility by talking about one of my favorite things. What's that? Well, one of my least favorite things. Toxic chemicals. Now, before I get started, I want to say I am not an expert on this subject. Um, However, I've done a lot of research on toxic products. And for the most part, I've been chemical free for the past like three years now. So I've learned trial and error. I've bought a lot of products that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And I also want to say that what we're talking about today could cause people to feel really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. about things that, you know, like how much should you care about these things? Yeah. To me, going through IVF and going through infertility, this was like one of the things that I had partial control over. Everything else, such as, you know, my cycles and my treatments and my stupid body, I can't control any of that. But if I can eliminate certain things out of my life... Variables. Yeah. I can minimize exposure to certain chemicals, then that's something that I wanted to do for myself. There's a lot that's out of our control. So, I just wanted to do my part um, to minimize toxins for my life and in the ways that I can. There are chemicals in our environment every day. So like pollution and things like that, we can't avoid most of it. Unless you wear a mask like they do in China. You know, when they're like at the airport and they've got the mask on. And some days I really want to wear a mask. You should do it. Um, But for the purposes of keeping this episode really concise, I want to focus on 
toxic products like household products, cleaning products, beauty products, etc. Um, toxins in our food isn't something I want to get into because honestly, that makes me want to just jump off a cliff. I'm not an expert on that and I haven't done much research on that, but I will kind of touch on food and things in this episode. My awareness of toxic chemicals began when I was little. Um, from a young age, I started noticing things about food containers and how sometimes food would taste like plastic, and I thought that was really weird. Builds character. <laughs> like when you microwave some noodles. Yeah. And then you're like, hmm, plastic sauce. <laughs> no. Very nice. But seriously, I, I've i always been like a picky eater, um, and this is kind of one of my quirks that I always had was, ooh, that kind of tastes like plastic. Um, when I was in elementary school, my dad used to make me soup in mm-hmm. the morning sometimes, and he would put it in a thermos to keep it hot. And by the time I would get to it for lunch, it would taste like plastic. Yeah, that's how that was. So most of the time I didn't eat it. Sorry, dad, if you're listening. <laughs> I don't want to make him feel bad, but... <laughs> that's so cruel <laughs> to tell him now. <laughs> um, and you know, in high school, I kind of lived off of those... Um, ramen noodles and the ones that came in the styrofoam cup. I used to eat those. Sorry, just before you go any further, what do you call Roman noodles? Oh yeah, me and Chelsea, my best friend in high school, the ones who, the one who we got banned from National Geographic's. Sex ed, you got banned from sex ed as well, right? She didn't, but I did. did. Anyways, her and I used to call them Roman numerals. (laughs) (laughs) When, um, little story behind that, when Candace was living in England, her dad sent a care package that had some ramen noodles in, and she'd be like, yes, Roman numerals, <laughs> and I was like, what is she saying? <laughs> He's like, this girl's crazy, um, but yeah, I used to eat those all the time, and I remember one time, I heated up my food, I basically, I microwaved the noodle cup, And I was sitting there talking to my friends for like ever. And then I realized I wasn't eating. So then I started eating my noodles and they tasted like chemicals because they had been sitting in that styrofoam. Yeah, styrofoam in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, gross. And so I didn't eat those anymore. Fair. I started bringing a bowl with me and using the other, like the packages instead. So So, MSG over chemicals. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) In England, they're called pot noodles. And they don't come in the uh, styrofoam. They come in plastic. Yeah. And um, I mean, and they taste horrible. Oh, dude, the chicken and mushroom pot noodle. Get out of town. Gross. It's delicious. No, needs salt. I want that now. It's overly salty. <laughs> it's not. It is. <laughs> so anyway, um, over the last several years, I've taken note of like campaigns against plastics deodorant, tampons, things like that. And I remember when menstrual cups came out on the scene and I was like, uh, I am, I'm good. But I switched to menstrual cup. Like I bought you your first you menstrual did. cup. I was like, yeah, you went to um, CVS. Yes, yeah, CVS. And got me a diva Why? cup. Where did we see it? It was on television, wasn't it? I don't it? remember, but I've really, yeah, I was like, I really want to try it because yeah. I just don't want to stick... Chemicals. Chlorine. 
yeah. and things like that. You know, they don't have to disclose what they put in tampons. Like That's terrifying. You look at the ingredients and you're not going to find what's actually in tampons. Um, but I actually Terrible. use a menstrual cup now and I love it. Yeah. Um, and I'll never go back. So a little personal tidbit no, but about it's, me. It's like alternatives are really important. Yeah. So just saying, hey, don't use tampons and not giving an, an alternative is, um, you know, it's kind of not helpful. True. And I will say I used the Diva Cup for like two years and... Not the same one. You switched <laughs> it off. But then I switched to the Moon Cup because I bought one in yeah. the UK when yeah. we went and I actually preferred that one. Um, what just... was... What would you say you preferred? Is it the shape? The shape, I think. It was, like, smaller. Yeah. A little bit. But it still catches as much. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, that's revolting. We're going on a tangent. <laughs> um, so, like most of you listening, um, I read the book. It starts with the egg. And that was it so... It starts with the egg. Okay. Give it that was a bonus. Music. Um... It was really eye-opening for me, um, and it really was kind of the gateway for me to go completely non-toxic, because when I read that book, we were starting IVF. We hadn't started it yet, but we were gearing up for it. I really wanted to kind of start integrating those, you know, non-toxic products and weeding out things um, for the fertility treatments that we were going um, now I will be doing a blog post on like all my favorite products mm-hmm. like makeup, um, hair, body, things like that. Um, so be looking for that on the infertility.com soon. But I want to talk about some of the harmful chemicals to be aware of. And I have cited all the information that I'm going to give to you in this episode on our podcast website, theinfertility.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. So all my sites are going to be there. Cool. As I said before, there's a lot that we cannot control. Um, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you go to the bathroom, you have to use their soap, like they've cleaned their toilets with toxic chemicals, like things like that you can't control. And you can really make yourself crazy. Just don't wash your hands. <laughs> please wash your hands. Just please wash your hands. <laughs> um, so the first one I want to talk about that many of you probably know, um, BPA. It stands for bisphenol A. Um, and this has been used in plastics. I'm sorry. It stands for bisphenol A. Yes. There's no P in there. Bisphenol. Oh, so it's uh, two words. No, it's not two words. It's not. It's one word, bisphenol A. Anyways, moving on. It's been used in plastics and resin since the 60s. So, if you're still using grandma's Tupperware, there's a really great chance there's BPA in it. I mean, it's degrading and it's in your food. Yeah. Um, It's also used widely in single-use food containers like takeaway boxes and it's used in tin cans, water supply lines. It's also used in some dental sealants, which is awesome because I've had so much dental work in my day. <laughs> in my 
short 33 years of life, I have had a lot of dental you work. old. I just have really soft teeth. You do have really soft teeth. Anyways, the reason this chemical is dangerous when it comes in contact with your food is because when the plastic is heated, say you microwave your lunch in it at work, the BPA molecules can become free mm -hmm. and they can leach into your food. Likewise, when the plastics are too cold, say when frozen, mm -hmm. um, the BPA the, the BPA can also leach into your food, mm -hmm. which is why things are labeled freezer safe, microwave safe, dishwasher safe, etc. Yeah. One time, I believe it was my second or third egg retrieval, I called it my favorite Thai restaurant to order to go. Basil. Um, basil. And I used to get basil all the time because we lived right down the street from it. So I'd walk down there and get it. And of course they serve their takeout in plastic containers. Mm -hmm. And I was, I guess I was just feeling really sensitive that day and really hypersensitive to the plastic thing. So I asked the lady on the phone if they could put my food in the aluminum container they, they serve their chicken fried rice in it. So yeah, I thought... For the English people, that's aluminium. Ay, Dios mío. So anyways, I said, can you put it in that container instead of the plastic? And she's like, sure. So I get there. And the manager comes out. And she was like, I mean, we can't put it in that. <laughs> and I was like, why? And why? she's like, because it's too hot. And I was like can you do it anyway? And, and she was just like, it just, it's too hot to put that kind of food. Cause I guess it's like saucy or whatever. Yeah, I just... And I was just like, so of course I started crying because I was <laughs> in a really fragile state at the time. And you know, this episode's going to make me sound like I cry a lot and I really don't. No, you don't. I'm not you a don't. crier, but you I was cry just, when you're frustrated. Yeah. I cry when I'm like angry or I'm, frustrated but she just like not when you're sad though not if when you're i'm sad. sad you react differently mm -hmm. angst tears <laughs> but i just don't know why it was so hard and they ended up not putting it in the aluminum they ended up putting it in plastic so i rushed home and took it out of the plastic but i just really wish more restaurants were more conscious of that kind of stuff you should have wooden containers. Um, well, they have these containers that are like, they're paper, but they're recycled. And so mm -hmm. they're thicker and more durable. Um, the hospital I work in actually uses them. And I really appreciate that. I just, and environmentally, single-use plastics, like, don't get me started on how bad they are for the environment. Yeah, it's a plastic full stop. It's I just, horrible. I wish there was some other way. The, those single-use plastics are not made to be reused. So, like, why are we wasting... Cheap, cheap, cheap. I guess. Anyways, I could go really off on a tangent, but anyways. I don't want you to cry, so let's move on. <laughs> I am still feeling really fragile. Um, so, research has shown that exposure to BPA um, affects the brain, behavior, prostate glands, and fetuses. Mm-hmm infants and children, and has also been linked to high blood pressure. Um, in fact, recently, in the past, I would say se 
several years maybe they've moved towards banning bpa and children's toys uh, that was still a thing yeah wow it used to be used in baby bottles and just think about you and i we were born in the 80s and our moms were microwaving our baby bottles Dang. or heating the milk in the baby bottles on the stove or things like that that explains no wonder, a lot about us <laughs> no wonder why i'm infertile oh, oh, no. it's just like why but I, I heard something about BPA, um, that it breaks down and the human body sees it, the, for males, the human body sees it as the female hormone. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, we're not going to cite that, but we will look. You need to look <laughs> into it. Yeah. That's Daniel J. Van Wade's expertise. That's a fact for a day. But listen, most notably, like Daniel was talking about, the reason I care about BPA um, is BPA is an endocrine disruptor, which means it interferes with how our natural hormones like estrogen, androgens, thyroids operate in the body. And apparently, Daniel says that For, they mimic yeah. estrogen in men, which is probably true. I didn't look that up, but it sounds about right. Yeah. It is pretty easy to avoid BPA um, in your house, I would say. You can look for BPA-free cans at the store. They're, I've, I've started to see more and more mm-hmm. um, non-PA, non-BPA-lined cans. Use glass when you're heating up food. Mm-hmm. There are BPA-free plastics you can use. Um, Systema is a good brand. They're a, I believe a, it's a Swedish brand, and all of their plastic containers are BPA-free. Um, I have a few of them, but I don't heat them or cool them. I always put like ranch dressing in it if mm-hmm. I'm like having carrots and ranch or something. Um, but I don't ever like heat. I just, there's still plastic chemicals in there, so and I wouldn't. Yeah, and I, I think that's a sensible move because in 20 years' time when we look back, what's going to be the BPA of that age, Exactly. Right? And if it's BPA-free, they're using other chemicals in it, so yeah. we don't know enough about the alternatives that are being used. Yeah, oh, it's got that GCE in it. <laughs> so it's just better... To use glass or ceramic when heating food. Again, we can't control so much of our exposure um, to BPA because even if you go to Whole Foods, like most of their food is packaged in plastic. Um, Most of the restaurants that we eat at prep their food in plastics. They store their food in plastics. Um, I still eat Chipotle a lot. And I say Chipotle, not Chipotle. Sorry about that. Which is the right way to say it? I think it's Chipotle, but, yeah. you know, I've always yeah, said Chipotle. I've always said I Chipotle. They... I say my mum says Chipotle? <laughs> um, but they heat their beans in plastic bags before pouring them into the serving dish. Yeah, pretty much everything comes in plastic bags. Right, but they heat the beans they cook the beans in the plastic bags like i've seen them do it and when i first saw them do it i was like mortified yeah i don't know if that plastic is safe and why are you heating the beans in the plastic and then putting it i don't know but listen guys this is not something that we have control over so we either eat it or don't we either eat there or don't 
and I'm going to still eat there. <laughs> yeah, you're going to take that risk um, for sure. I minimize my exposure to BPA and some other chemicals that I'm about to talk about. And sometimes you just can't control all of it. Nope. And I've heard a lot of people like my family when I kind of got on this kick say to me, oh, everything's going to kill you at some point. I mean, um, I was saying that And that's well. true. Yeah. That is true. But if I can minimize those things um, for, my, for my safety, for my fertility, I'm going to do it. If you don't know if something is BPA-free or not, check the recycling code on the bottom. So this is going to be like a little triangle made out of arrows, like a recycling symbol, and it's going to have a number in the middle. Mm-hmm. Numbers 2, 4, and 5 are BPA-free. Numbers 1 and 7 are made of PET. What is PET exactly? It's polyethylene terephthalate. Is that bad or good? It is not good. You should use these with caution. Okay. Um, And they may contain BPA, but they do contain PET, which is a, a phthalate, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Man, that's confused so much. Too. Numbers three and six run away. These are made out of PVC, which I'll talk about in a minute, which is very dangerous. So check the numbers on the bottom if you want to put your mind at ease. So what was number four? Numbers two, four, and five are BPA-free. So do they use something else instead of the BPA? That could be dangerous. Potentially. Like my, I said, we don't know. My water bottle is a four. Yeah, yours water bottle is BPA-free because I bought that. All right, now the next chemical I want to talk about are phthalates. Um, these are plastic softeners, and they're actually there are actually different types of phthalates. You have high phthalates, which are the more durable compounds. Um, these include... DINP, DIDP, DPHP. I won't go into them. Um, They've got some long names. Yeah, they have some long names. Um, Thank goodness for acronyms. And those are usually used in conjunction with PVC. So things that PVC um, is used in products, which I'll talk about in a minute. But there's also low phthalates, and these are... um, like DEHP and DBP, mm-hmm. these are largely used in cosmetics, hairspray, nail polish, makeup, etc. Etc. Um, <laughs> these are also endocrine disruptors and linked to reproductive malformation in baby boys, um, reduced fertility, developmental disorders, asthma, and increased allergic reactions. Why just boys? I don't know. Um... Do you think this goes back to the... This might go back to the estrogen thing. Yeah, yeah, the hormone. Yeah. Um, and also, as I mentioned before, BPA is also linked to prostate um, issues in males. Development issues, so, right. Yeah. Um, but because phthalates, as in the chemical compound of a phthalate, they're not tightly bound, these easily migrate. So they migrate easily from plastic food containers into food and water. Mm. They're also, they've also been identified by Project Tender, which is targeting environmental neurodevelopmental risk as a prime example of chemicals of emerging concern to brain development. 
Isn't Tinder a dating app? <laughs> it is, but that's not the Tinder I'm talking about. Oh, it's Tinder. T-E-N-D-R. Oh, so not Tinder. So it's, Got it. it is very concerning for brain development. So if you're pregnant, limit your exposure to phthalates. Yeah, basically, if you're pregnant, well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, well done. Well done. Um, but no, kidding. But secondly, just eat grass like a cow and drink water, not from plastic bottles. Right. Um, there's also a TED Talk um, that I'll post on our website that was done back in 2016. And, oh gosh, this made my head spin. It's re- It really makes me sad. But she talks about how the use of chemicals are largely political. And so that this is probably likely not going away anytime soon um but we can pray and hope (laughs) yeah makeup cosmetics um like i said lotions things a lot of those things contain phthalates Hmm. the last one i want to talk about which is probably the worst one is pvc um this this stands for polyvinyl chlorine um it's a really hard plastic um made softer by the addition of phthalates and BPA. Um, PVC is used to make pipes, vinyl flooring, siding, hoses, cable coating, medical devices, um, plumbing, and automotive parts. Those are just some. Um, It's also used to make upholstery hardware, shower curtains. That's right, shower curtains, raincoats, toys, School supplies, Windows food packaging. Around the outside of a window, they're PVC. Mm-hmm. Shoes. And guess what? Yoga mats. What? Yoga mats contain PVC. How am I supposed to get my downward dog on? <laughs> I know. Um, I actually have a PVC-free yoga mat. And it was not cheap, but I will say, when you're sticking your face on something, <laughs> and you're sweating on something, yeah. um, you're breathing right up against something. I don't know if you've ever used a yoga mat and it just stunk like new plastic. Yeah. That's How much was it? Like 30 bucks? Yeah, I think it was like 30 bucks. So maybe it wasn't that expensive. By comparison, when you can pick one up for five, ten bucks. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. Definitely. But PVC has been linked to cancer, nervous system disorders, and birth defects. Also because most of the time it contains phthalates it's also considered an endocrine disruptor look for pvc free items like shower curtains um my shower curtain is pvc free um a lot of them will say that on the packaging they're usually pretty proud to say that reduce drinking out of water bottles i would say and i i usually take um a stainless steel water bottle with me to work but like today when i was at the airport or when i was at out shopping on Saturday yeah. and I left my bottle at home, you know, what are you going to do? Thirst to death? Or are you going to drink water? <laughs> drink water. Uh, do you know, is there a company that makes a BPA free plastic bottle? Fiji. Fiji. Fiji water. Their bottles are BPA free. Yeah. I don't know about smart water, but I do know Fiji has Fiji BPA free. is probably the most expensive for you can get like mainstream, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so. That makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, again, you can't control if you need water, 
get a bottle of water. I mean, for crying out loud, you need water. <laughs> and there are trace amounts. Um, it generally, how I think about it, I think years ago on the news they were talking about don't drink out of water bottles because they're stored in warehouses. Mm-hmm. Like, they're bottled, they're stored, and then they're shipped, and then they're stored again. Yeah. So, you don't know if they're stored in a... Like, most warehouses are not air-conditioned, so they're probably sitting out in the heat. Um, but I think the major concern with that news story was the bacteria growing yeah. in the bottles. You know, we could really go down a rabbit hole with mm-hmm. this whole thing, so I'll stop talking about that. Um, just one story I've got to tell you. When I was younger, my mum used to not allow me to drink from cans of really? like, drinks, but not because of metal or anything. She said that they're stored in the warehouses and then rats pee all over the mouth. On them. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's when I was true. Around, yeah, I, I was. Is it? Do you think? Yeah, of yeah. course. Those cans are filthy. That's why you have to wipe them well, off. Wipe them down first. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, you always want in in like tin cans when you're making like if you yeah. are using like baked beans. Yeah, exactly. You should always wipe the rim off. Always. Everybody Dang. knows that. Uh, can we remove this bit <laughs> from the podcast? <laughs> anyway, so I've kind of covered a lot of information that just gives you an upfront taste of some of the chemicals I've talked about um, that are found in consumer products. But one of the biggest impacts these can make on your health and other products like hair products, body products, makeup, um, is because we're using those things all the time Yeah. for everything. I mean, when I first, like, weeded through all my stuff, there's just so much of it. Lotion, mm-hmm. hair, shampoo, body wash, shaving cream, toothpaste, everything. And that's including the Bath and Body Works stuff. Oh, my gosh. I used to be obsessed with Bath and Body Works. And truth be told... I used to get under my wedding rings, I would get like these breakouts and mm-hmm. I would get like this red chapped, like, looked like eczema. Kind yeah, of. it kind of did. But I always thought it was like, oh man, my rings are really dirty. So I would wash my rings and then it'd keep happening. And it was the fragrances mm-hmm. in the soaps that I was using. And once I cut that out, it never happened again. So saved a lot of money as well. <laughs> There are plenty of people in this world who cover themselves in wet and wild makeup. They bathe in Calgon perfume. Calgon. <laughs> or Bod. You know, there's a, per- there's like a Walmart brand version. Is there really? Yeah, it's called Bod. Bod. And they're sitting on toilet seats getting pregnant. But you know what? Those people are not us. So if you're listening to this podcast, we're not those people. We are not. So... You but know, we will be. We will. We, all of us will be. Well, we may not be sitting on toilet seats getting pregnant. No, and we don't want that. But Whose kid is it? I will say, you know? if you're struggling to get pregnant, toxic products are something that you should probably really consider. Remove. Um, yeah. Especially if you have unexplained infertility. This is definitely something just to consider. Um, it could improve your egg quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it could you know, minimize hormone disruption. If you're going through treatments, your hormones are being manipulated anyways. Mm -hmm. So having 
toxic chemicals that you're using or in the environment um, influence those things is probably not a great thing. Um, I started changing my products in, I would say, early 2016 before we, I, I think we had started talking about doing IVF and I wanted to kind of gear up for that. Yeah. Um, deodorant was probably the first thing to get switched. Um, and like I said, I started using the Diva Cup instead of tampons. Can we go back to deodorant? Because you are the only person on earth that I've ever met that is immune to deodorants I after a while. get immune. So you have to keep changing. It's like a rotation. I do have to keep changing. And nothing works. Like, I used Piper Y for two years. Yeah. And it worked perfectly mm-hmm. for two years. Stained all my pits because it was <laughs> um, activated charcoal. But I will say that that worked the best for me yeah. for the longest. Yeah, I liked the Piper Y as well for me. Yeah, I liked but it one. did. It stained our yeah. clothes. Um, and then it stopped working, and I kind of wrote them, and they were like, it sounds like you have a pH imbalance. Stick some apple cider vinegar on your armpits, and that should do it. Um, and I was like, nah. I'm a change. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've tried so many different deodorants. Um, the best ones I've found is Schmidt's in the pot, not the stick. Um, it's like a different formula and that's worked for me, the, um, fragrance free one. Also, I'm trying, um, thanks to my sweet friend, Ashley Goslin for referring Little Seed Farms. I'm trying that out right now. I got some samples online and I'll be honest with you after the day I've had, I'm smelling a little ripe, Yeah. but not as bad as I would if I was wearing something Man, else. there's been days you come home, you smell Smelling like you've like worked. like an onion. Yeah, it's like you've worked a full day on a building site. <laughs> it's true. Which one do do I use? What What's mine called? Um, Tom. Use Tom's and actually um, the Tom's 48-hour men's uh-huh. works kind of good for me it's too. It's really good. So I should probably, but that one's hard to find because they're all 24-hour, but there's a 48-hour one. So what you're saying is that you need twice as much I protection. need twice as much protection in a day. It's true. It's true. But when I first started changing all my stuff, I, w- I went a little bit mad. I threw out everything. I believe it was like five <laughs> um, paper bags from Harris Teeter. All the plastic spoons, cutting boards, bowls, cups, everything. I threw it all out. It was a purge. It was a purge. Um, afterwards, I realized, hmm, I kind of need some plastic bowls. Because, like, I thaw chicken breast in a yeah. plastic bowl. It doesn't come in contact with my food. I'm not heating it up in there, so that's safe. Yeah. And, you know, just general things like for cleaning or storing things. Um, I probably shouldn't have thrown everything away, but I was committed and I felt good about it. After I had already replaced everything with products from Whole Foods, which by the way, not all of Whole Foods lotions and things are non-toxic. A lot of them still contain fragrances, which phthalates are um, fragrance. Mm-hmm. So that's just a side note. But anyway, I started seeing all those products at Marshall's and TJ Maxx. So they were nearly half the price. And like Home Goods as well, right? Yeah. Marshall's and Home Goods are one store. So, But 
that's where I get all my stuff now. So I get all, and, and Target's pretty good as well. They have a really great um, all-natural section. Another tip besides getting um, products at TJ Maxx and Marshalls is like, if you go to Starbucks, not one thing at Starbucks is BPA-free. So really? their cups, their lids, yeah, all of it. Um, and not even their merchandise is BPA-free. So those big plastic tumblers, they're yeah. not BPA-free. Well, it's cheaper, isn't it? They're all about profit of margin. Course. Of course. But I still go to the Bucks from time to time. Um, when was the last time you went to the Bucks? So it's not often actually, nowadays. Actually, I went on Saturday. You did? What did you yes. get? I got a decaf caramel macchiato. Decaf? Interesting. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to get like a latte, an iced latte, what they do is they put the syrup in the bottom because I used to work there. And then they'll pour the espresso on top of the syrup to heat the syrup. But that also heats the plastic. So if you want a latte, like an iced latte, order it macchiato style. Because then they'll pour the shots on the top. They'll pour the shots on top of the ice. So it's not really heating Mm -hmm. the plastic. That's just a little tip. Also, because I'm kind of a freak, I carry around... Um, stainless steel straws with me. I don't think there is anything wrong with that. Yeah. More and more people are doing it. Yeah, and you know what? I always get compliments on it. Like, every time I pull it out at a restaurant, I'll use my stainless steel straws, and people are like, that's amazing. Like, I should do that. So... And there's so many options out there where they come with little carrying pouches as well. Yeah, I have a carrying pouch, and they also come with um, straw brushes that you can clean clean them really well with. Make the move, everyone. It's not that expensive. Less than $10. It's a good commitment. They're really cheap, too, on Amazon. Um, So anyway, these are just little things that I've learned. So yeah, I mean, I I know this was a lot of information to take in. And again, don't feel crazy. And don't feel like you're not doing the best thing for yourself if you really don't care about these things. Because besides these chemicals, like there are so many other things to worry about in this life. Yeah. If you do care, you do have a certain amount of control over things in your environment. So that's just some things to think about. So yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. So that will conclude our series on major causes of infertility. If you have any ideas for other major causes of infertility, please write us at thevanwades at gmail.com. Or slide into my DMs at Operation Baby Bump on Instagram. We would love to hear your thoughts on this series and if you found it helpful. Um, Just a side note about last week's episode about male factor infertility. I had someone write me and tell me that they had a friend who actually went through chemotherapy. And after that, he was no longer able to produce sperm. So I think we talked about azoospermia, having the absence of sperm in the seminal fluid, mm-hmm. and how that was probably a birth thing. Yeah. And in some cases it might be, but it is worth mentioning and following up that there could be injuries or other things that cause the sperm to mm-hmm. no longer be present. So I just wanted to add that. And thank you for writing me and telling me that. Yeah, we really want to hear your thoughts and your feedback. Next time on the Infertility Podcast. 
self-care during fertility treatments. Thanks for listening. I'm Daniel. And I'm Candice. Night. Night.